we can be separated from, we can be divided and separated based on society and based on oppression and based on all of that. But guess what? We're continuing to multiply our money. Right. We're going to continue to multiply and manage and, and make more money and, and do more things for the next generation because of the fact that we overcame. Yeah. And we overcomers yeah. by our testimony. Yeah. So welcome to the Path to Prosperity podcast, where we help you make, manage, and multiply your money. I am Ash Cash, the financial motivator. I'm here with Storm Leroy, the employed millionaire, hey, and bro. Marvin Mitchell, Mr. Become Your Own Bank. There we go. That's cool. I can take, I can <sighs> take it. We in the building, y'all. You know, we, we here. We're about to help you to make some money, multiply yes. your money, manage your money. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know... But we got to take people back first. Yeah. You know, we can't talk about where they're going without knowing a little bit about the history on why people think they they stopped from being able to make, multiply, and manage their money. We got to talk about real history. Yeah. But we also got to get rid of any excuses that anybody have right now right. on why you're saying that you can't do something right now. Because there's never been a better time to execute than now. Today, right now. And to change your family's legacy Facts. right now. Today. Facts. Take it over. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like, I mean, we could start from actual laws and rules yeah. that stopped black people specifically from Jeez. making money in America. Like, yep. you think about G- the GI Bill, mm-hmm. you think about Ooh, redlining. GI. Yep. I mean, but 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 I I'll expound on it, but but I mean, you're you're like the the resident historian, right? What's the GI Bill? Right. What's can you, can give, you, give can us you a little talk, background? So can we storm. can we talk a little bit about? Um, and we don't even <laughs> got to go back to age, right? Go but, but we don't even got to go to slavery though, right? No. Because because I know I know a lot of people be like, oh, slavery. Uh, let's not even go to slavery. All right, yeah. we know slavery happened. You know what I'm saying? Slavery yeah. was a choice. And I'm just joking. But no, but I'm, no, I'm just joking. It. I'm just joking. No, no, I'm don't just say joking. It. But storm, like I know you lived through a lot of this, man. So tell us like how. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Don't let that go over your head, Marvel. Yeah. Like the Great Depression, the redlining, like all of that. So, so, so can, can we talk about that? Yeah, like, 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 give us a brief history, <laughs> on ladies and gentlemen. The, 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 the. This is Walter Cronkite. <laughs> the, systemic, <laughs> the systemic things. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that, but I'm just gonna go with it right now. Right, I'm just gonna go with it. So. We know that, well, I'll take it from the GI Bill, yeah. right? The GI Bill was something that came into place. Um, it was actually to make up for the result of after uh, a lot of the vets served in World War I. They came home and they had nothing available to them. So it came up with the GI Bill. The GI Bill was something that allowed for them to be able to have housing at a low rate, to be able to get lower mortgages, and it also allowed them to be able to go to school. Mm-hmm. It would pay for their schooling. Um, the other side of that was that when that when those veterans came home from World War II, um, a lot of black people who were off the GI Bill were not allowed to partake in that GI Bill. Mm. So there was a place that was developed called Levittown, Levittown, Pennsylvania. Levittown, Pennsylvania was the first true suburb where they built all these homes for Military men, when they came home, to be able to take advantage of that GI Bill, the average cost of a house in Levittown was 
thousand dollars. And so, what did what, what did the GI Bill do? I mean, you probably said it, but like, yeah, the GI Bill allowed them to be able to get mortgages uh, on these properties and buy these properties for less than what they worth. Gotcha. Eight thousand dollars was the average cost of this first suburb built out Levittown. But when you had a GI Bill, you can get the house for four hundred dollars. Oh wow! So who took advantage of it? Hundred dollars. So one of the key stipulations in Levittown was there was no blacks allowed to live in Levittown. Mm. They actually put that in the selling of the mm. home, right? So imagine that. I'm going to just stay in that space. So imagine you coming home from World War II, you're traumatized, the war, your wife and kids, who knows where they've been living, what they've been surviving off of. And now they say, here's this bill that we created for military men. We're going to honor you by allowing you to own your first home. It's a home where you could raise your family at, you can have a community or you can come home if you're young. You can go to school, continue your education. Now, we know, not firsthand, we've never been in a war, but we know from visuals what war is like. Mm. Just imagine that person saying, I'm going to be able to do something better. And they say, oh, well, wait a minute. You can't live in this suburb. You can't live, you can't buy one of these houses. It's not for you. And you're trying to figure out, so where do I go? What do I do? So let me not move past Levittown first. Levittown, like I mentioned, the house started out at $8,000. You're looking at 1945, 45 or 46 it opened up. The war was over in 45, so yeah, let's say 45. You buying this house for $400. You know how much the houses are worth in Levittown now? Mm. Throw out a number. What, $2 million. Houses of $1.4, $1.7 million wow. homes worth to this day. Wow. So imagine the, what those houses have done for those generations, mm. being able to borrow equity out of those homes to pay for college, mm. to pay for your, your kids to get their own first home, mm. to pay for uh, weddings, to do those things. Not even that. Just imagine passing that house down in a legacy. And and but 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 let's let's, let, let's, all, let's also talk about the flip side of that. Right. Is that because blacks weren't able to get into Levintown where they where they could get in, mm-hmm. right? Where they could get loans or where right. they could get in were were perfectly manufactured, crafted mm. ghettos. Right. Right? That 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 the that by law and this is where, if, if y'all don't, this is where redlining comes in at, where literally uh, when you go into the bank and you ask for a loan, they literally had a map that had red lines that mm. dictate, right? That's where the term comes from. Red lines that dictate right. where blacks could, could buy homes, where white people could buy homes, and that's where the suburbs were created. So now you have the suburbs being created, and the suburbs are created to a point where mm. all this wealth is being built. You have these ghettos that are that are created, and, and there's no equity, no wealth, nothing is happening there, right? And then, right, and then all of the wealth that happens, you get the head start on the wealth. Yeah. Then, years later, governments like psych. Yeah, now, now, I, now, I, I, now, now you could go. Yeah, let, let me. I also want to give you some more detail, right? Because this is this going to be one of those episodes where you go, God, Professor damn, Stone, I got to get myself Stone. together. Yeah, you know, there's a documentary on YouTube called uh, "Crisis in Levittown," mm. where Levittown happened. The first family who wanted to live there was a a black family, and uh, when this, how did this take place? Was 
when they remove out of the lease that you couldn't sell to a black family, one family wanted to sell to a black family. Mm. So this black family actually buys this house. Mm. They don't know, the rest of the community don't know. Mm. So this one family wanted to invite blacks. So now they sold them the home. So now this first family comes in and they want to move in. And this is where this documentary Crisis in Levittown takes place where now they wanted to implement new rules just so this family could own the house, but they couldn't actually physically live in the house themselves. Wow. So they actually made a renting uh, a lease as far as who can actually live in the house, as far as renting and out to someone. And wow. the owner couldn't live in this house, even if you owned it and you're black, wow. you couldn't live it. You have to rent it out. So what I, what I want people mm. to understand mm. is that the power of when they these laws were in place specifically against us where you have to take advantage of what's going on. Mm. And Levittown um, spawned into something bigger where I bet a lot of people didn't know this either. I'm going to go into some more stuff. Do you know that there was cities inside Central Park oh, yeah, where that. black yeah. people owned homes? Mm-hmm. Central Park, New York called, City. Um, damn, what was the name damn, of it? Damn, you're going to make me, you're um, really make me it was uh, All right, we'll go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, could yeah. Look, look at it while I talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But when they were developing Central Park, they actually went to Seneca Village. Seneca. Yeah, yeah, yeah Seneca Village. So I actually went to Seneca and they were telling people, well, we're going to offer you this money to buy your homes. And the black communities, they didn't want to sell their homes. Mm. So they actually tricked them into moving out. You know, it was so, it, it was more of the first thought of the eminent domain kind of thing. Yeah. And now you, you see Central Park as this lavish place, but we actually own oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there was another place that was developed outside of Levittown where the f- projects was developed. Mm-hmm. For military men that were coming home, Stuyvesant houses were yeah, developed yeah. right over the bridge in Manhattan. It's it's a very high-end mm-hmm. version of the projects. That developer, Cooper is the last name of the family, he developed Stuyvesant, house, Stuyvesant houses for people to come home and live in these projects, but he also developed projects in Harlem Mm-hmm. called Rivington Houses yeah, off 135th yeah, yeah, yeah. Street. So when those military men would come home, you couldn't live in, in Levittown and get a house there. The only option was to go now live in one of these projects. Mm. So you would come to Stuyvesant Heights as a black family say, oh, I have a GI Bill, I can move here. What he would do is direct them to the projects in Harlem yeah. to live in those projects. And black people weren't even allowed to live in these lavish versions yeah. of projects in Stuyvesant Heights. Yeah. So what did that do, though? Now, once you push people in this community of these projects, there, there were no upkeep. They weren't taking care of them. So you are creating an environment of people who still didn't have ownership. Mm. Now, the impact of the difference of how, well, Storm, if the projects in Stuyvesant Heights, the projects in Harlem, yeah, but Stuyvesant Heights had people who lived in the area that owned the homes. Mm. So that's equity coming in. That's taking care of the area. Mm. Harlem had people who were renting. Mm. Harlem still had people, had the situation where the police wasn't policing the areas. Mm. It still was infested with heroin. Mm. If we know the stories about the men that came home from military, heroin was one of the big things that spawned the Sugar Hill days and mm. all the movies that we know about. Yeah. So Stuyvesant Heights was way different. That was a different form of people who owned homes, and that was a different form of the mafia, Italians, those people who, who worked differently in that area. So where I'm going with that is we have to understand that you're not doing something now. It's really a... Uh, a slap in the face for all of those who look like Facts. us that couldn't do it. 
people, the only great things, and I'm not going to say mm. only, but great things that came out of those houses, like you, uh, Baldwin, James Baldwin did a piece about riveting houses that were like you guys are listening to that piece and speak about the great people that came out of it. Yeah. There were so many laws and things in place to stop us from being the best that we can be. Yeah. And for us to be sitting here to be able to talk about things, these things now, yeah. it's a surprise. And I always say how many people would have been able to survive what we survived through. So don't look at it as saying, uh, you know what, uh, we've always had these opportunities. My oldest brother, who's, who's about... I think 60 years old is my oldest brother in the 60s. He remembers signs that said colored only, yeah. white only. Yeah. Like this wasn't something that was hundreds of years ago. Right, right. This is very recent. Yeah. My brothers. And there's a there's a there's a good book um called The Color of Money. Um and it, it talks about all of that. It talks about uh the ghettos, it talks about the GI bills, it talks about redlining, um, even the way Oddly enough, when you, you know, I mean, you know, you know, we're from New York City. Um, and so even the way the bridges are were, were, were created. Oh, oh my we're gonna, God. We're going to go in Cross that. Bronx. Yo, the, There's yo. The, the, the strongest position in the world. Crazy. There was there was the gentleman. He was the uh, the comp control. I can't think of his name, but I want you guys to look him up, too. About this. Like, this is... What he did in, in Brooklyn was... Uh, in the Bronx, yeah, he was able to knock down homes to build the Brooklyn, the BQE, yep. and the Belt Parkway, and he built this this highway dividing wealth. Yep, right. So all these homes that were there were knocked down, and they did a great movie about it. Ah, and I can't remember that movie, but I want you guys to look up this gentleman's name so you can understand that these railroad tracks, yep. these highways, these were purposely done to divide the wealth of the who's who. Yeah. Who would live here? What would we give to these communities? And and that that's a structure that still to this day holds yeah. true. They yeah. they want to know where's the where's the track? Who lives on that side? Right. Who lives on this side? You know the the Eminem story with the 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 uh mile well, nice eight mile, miles, eight, eight miles, miles, yeah, yeah. Like those things there were probably the same things. in St. Louis? Like oh, you know, they have divides yeah. based on one hundred percent. Yeah. It's, so like, it's like one area in St. Louis like you you can literally cross the street mm. and see where everything changes. Yeah. Like you go from you go from nice houses right here. I remember when I was looking for real estate, mm. and I was going on, and I was like, it was on Kings Highway, in mm -hmm. in um, um, in, um Central West End in St. Louis, right? So you driving. I remember I saw these nice houses because it was a really good deal on on the price, mm -hmm. and the price was like it was like eighty thousand, but I'm around like four hundred, five hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar house. So mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. I hit the jackpot. So I'm driving this thing like one minute away. I'm like, ah, you know, you in an area. Mm -hmm. And then like literally in that one minute, we was in the ghetto. Yep. Yeah. Like, just like that. That's yeah. where the line. Was. Yeah, I remember I remember being in New Orleans, same thing. You go to New Orleans, there's like a there's like a, a it's usually a highway or a bridge that separate that. And, you know, it's usually like if you go back and look at the history, it's it's usually uh some government sanctioned law. Oh, yeah. That has allowed that to actually happen where, you know, it's like literally, and that's why I get goosebumps when I think about uh, the fact that redlining, GI Bill, all of these ways that the ghettos were actually created, yeah. like actually came from the government and it was actually yeah. uh, something that was a rule. That's why when we fast forward and we look at where we are today, where are there yeah. still systemic things that oh, are yeah. in the way? Absolutely, right? But I know, based on history, 
that today, as we speak, as you hear the sound of our voices, uh, this is the best time ever in our history to build wealth. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely there's still things there. I mean, even if you look at, at something as simple as, um, you know, voter registration yep. laws, Yeah. you know, and different things like that. And I didn't even yeah. know what that meant. Oh that all God, of that, that's all, all of that. that that's still, the school systems, how the school systems are divided. I mean, it's, it's still there. So... I don't want anybody to misunderstand us saying that the the reality of it is it still exists, but the, the also also the reality is is we were built for the struggle. Mm. Yeah, we were built for it, so we can look back and be thankful that our ancestors went through what they went through, even slavery that mm. they went through what they went through because the strong, strong, strong survived. Yeah, and we part of the. We part of the ancestry of strong people. Yeah, facts. And so we yeah. are strong ourselves. So there is nothing, there's nothing that you could cause me to do for me to really say I, I truly yeah. failed. Yep. Right. Because, like, you know, you can't put me against the wall. Mm. Right. Like, you can't put me against the wall because I've had situations where people have attempted to come after me with with, with different things, saying that I, you know, I had one situation, like, this is kind of similar to, to that where like people say, well, I'm gonna come sue this person because I'm gonna come sue you because you went out and you went successful. And I want everybody to see, <laughs> I want everybody to see that you wouldn't be nothing if it weren't for me. So mm. I got more, they literally said, I got more money from you, so I'm gonna take you down. Wow. Me going through a two-year battle with that, wow, two-year battle with that, it tested me for anything. Yeah. So if you come out and say, I do an investment that didn't work out that well, you think that's gonna destroy me? Yeah. So the great thing about that to tr to transition everything that we we're just saying to like what's possible now, yeah, right, is that you realize that you are stronger than most people, Facts. that you can handle more right. than most most people, that you're tougher skin than most people. So you should be succeeding more than anybody else. Mm. Yes, we can be separated from, we can be divided and separated based on society and based on oppression and based on all of that we're continuing to multiply our money right we're going to continue to multiply and manage and, and make more money and, and do more things for the next generation because of the fact that we overcame yeah and we overcomers yeah. by our testimony yeah and, and even overcoming um <laughs> the the negativity in the media right and so you know one of the things that you know, we talked offline, right? And I and I want to talk about this, right? Because we talk about the the best time uh, to build wealth, you know, in 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 this country is now, um, and being able to take advantage of opportunities, right? And so, you know, like when we when we turn on the news, um, and you know, if the stock market is down or if cryptocurrency is down, all these things are are down. Um, Storm, can you talk about the the, the purposefulness in um, people wanting to scare you. So I'll give you a prime example, right? Uh, you know, when Bitcoin first came out, um, Jamie Dimon, salute to Jamie Dimon, uh, the CEO of Chase Bank, uh, went, you know, on public to say Bitcoin trash, like Bitcoin the worst. And so everybody mm. was like, what? You know, people were like getting rid of their Bitcoin or whatever the case may be. And I want to say less than a week later, J.P. Morgan Chase invested like a trillion dollars or something, oh, exactly. 150 billion dollars in Bitcoin, something yeah. crazy, right? Um, and then you know, as 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 you know, other you know things on the blockchain went up or whatever, or even now when we start seeing cryptocurrency go down, 
we're looking and reading and saying, yo, the banks, the institutions, they're buying everything up. Bro, it's strategically, my opinion, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but you understand, when there's, when there's an easier path to wealth for people who hasn't been allowed to get to wealth and you start to achieve it, and those who have always been in control can no longer control it, mm. the thing is, okay, how do we stop this? We mm. can't control it. So how do we stop it? Mm -hmm. So now it has to be something in place to go, well, if this thing is contingent on housing, let's disrupt the housing market. Mm. So now this thing could be impacted. And once mm. everybody gets scared, we'll come and buy up everything. Right, because they, they, they bought at, all those houses. I was getting ready to go. Okay, Definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Hedge funds buying mm. up single-family homes. We just had a big purchase a couple weeks ago. I forgot what bank it was. Invest a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. And just buying up a bunch of single-family homes. But everybody's, oh, man, buying single-family homes and all this doesn't have no value. It doesn't. All right, that's a whole nother topic that I'll get into, <laughs> right? But um, and another thing we could talk about, the Bitcoins, like you mentioned. Bitcoins is a thing. Everybody's making wealth off of this thing. But mm -hmm. soon as it's hinged on something that somebody else can control, we shake the tree and now this drops, we're going to go, now we're going to buy all of it up, and mm. now we own it. Mm. Like we was talking about stocks earlier. Um, how uh, you ain't tell me? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no the people who are... Um, how, you ain't how you ain't tell me to, to get out of Facebook? Yo, how you going to tell me to get yo, into bro. Facebook? I get into Facebook, he gets out, now I'm down 34%. Yo, okay. uh, here's the thing. like I've Y'all know I've always been into... I'm not a stock guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm this not, is not, I'm this not, is not my, financial my, advice. My, my guy, Master Investor. I've always been into... Stocks for a long time. Like I got you, you, you into got Amazon early. Yeah. Okay. yeah I, I got into Netflix early. Yeah. And when Obama, President Obama was on TV and it was a company, AIG, and that's when all the banks was collapsing. He mm. said, We cannot allow this company to collapse. Yeah. This company stock was it's one of the biggest insurance companies on the planet. Yep. Right? So it was about over a thousand dollars. We cannot let this collapse. That company went down to a dollar and fifteen cents. Mm. So I'm sitting there going, the president says they're not gonna let it collapse. I'm gonna go buy some. Mm. It's only a dollar fifteen cents. Yeah. I went and bought a thousand shares of it. As soon as he makes the announcement, the stock goes back up to twenty-five dollars in a couple of months. It didn't reach this. Even today, AIG is not back at his glory days as a thousand something dollar stock. Right, right. But the point is. He made an announcement Sheesh. on something that was a dollar fifteen cents, saying it's not going to collapse. So I bought some. Netflix. The reason why I bought that is because once I was seeing—I don't know if you remember—Netflix used to be inside the PlayStation games and all of that. I was like, Dad, what is this thing? Okay, Netflix is in there, and then they were mailing out DVDs. And when they said we're not going to have the DVD department anymore, we're getting rid of DVDs. Mm. The stock plummeted. I said, we don't even use DVDs no mm. more. Let me go buy me 500 shares of this thing mm. as it went down to $35. It went from $35 to $700, split at $700, and even with Amazon. My, my thing is this. If you invest in, listen. Your AIG has $60 now too, B. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but my thing is this. You don't have to be the smartest. If you invest in what you use, right. 
You got a bunch of iPhones, or you know Amazon, you, or you know... And you're not invested in Apple, right? Yeah. Invest, invest in Apple. Invest in Google if you got an Android. Yeah, just or, start with Or if you use Google. Or if you're watching this on YouTube... Or you, Microsoft. Google owns YouTube. Stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, so yeah. it, it's it's not a thing of, oh, I'm the smartest at this and that. It's like, yeah. all right, I want to invest my money. What am I using all the time? And a lot of the reasons why, as people, us... Because we never had nobody to share us the power of investing, what investing looked like. Yeah. Like, you know, they hear stories about people who had an uncle who owned real estate, but that uncle never told nobody in the house how to buy real estate. Yeah. yeah yo, my no. uncle always owned real estate. But yeah, the but problem, he never sent nobody down. Problem is, there's a game that's being played, right? Mm -hmm. And like, it's just like tic-tac-toe. First mm -hmm. time you played tic-tac-toe, who won the game? Yeah. You or the person that showed it to you? The person that showed, person it. showed it to mm -hmm. you because they're playing chess mm -hmm. while, they're, while they're teaching you checkers. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's like you know when you watch the news, not not even the news. When you watch one of the money shows mm -hmm. on TV, and then you got to understand they have an agenda, right? They're getting backed by Wall Street mm -hmm. companies. Yep. So when they give advice, you got to say you always have to ask yourself, what do they have to gain from the advice that they're giving, mm. right? So when you're watching these shows and they're telling you to buy this, buy this, buy this. Do you think they really, really care if you succeed mm, on those exactly. investments when it's on TV? Nobody's calling them and saying, oh, you lost me this money on this stock. Mm. Or what they're going to do is, um, um, I ain't going to even mention any names, but it starts with a K, M's, and an R, B on TV. Mm. But anyway, you um, he comes out and he says, buy this particular stock. Nobody's yeah. going to say I'm coming from them. Right. Like y'all don't even know. Right. So he comes in, he says, buy this buy this stock. Yep. He knows this is on national TV. He goes out and buys that stock. Mm. Then tells you to buy the stock. Watches it goes way up for a week. Mm. Sells the stock. Mm -hmm. Never comes back and tells you that he sold the stock. Mm. Just mm -hmm. like Storm did with you with Facebook, right? Right. So never okay. comes back and tells you that that he that he sell, sold the stock. Yeah. Seriously. So now, unless you, but they're teaching you to be a long term investor. Mm. That's what I'm teaching you, Ash. But 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 That's but what I'm no, teaching no no. You. But just like Storm, they teaching you to be a long term investor, but they not but doing they not. it. <laughs> but they, they not. They sell. Like Back Storm so. needs a stock go. investing show, right? So that's exactly no. that's exactly the what they do. The no. they so do. now, no, now look, they they yeah. made this money, and now nobody's coming back. Nobody's coming because no. Here's the deal: we know in human nature, yeah. nobody ever ever wants to admit that they lost. Mm. They know that, so mm. they're gonna come back and tell the stories that. Oh, I listened to this person on TV. They told me to get into this, mm -hmm. and it made all this money, and I made me a bunch mm -hmm. of money. But they never gonna but tell them. That's what that's the dinner table. Right. But they never gonna come back and say, "But oh yeah, but I lost it all yep. in the next week." They are gonna yep. take a snapshot yep. of when it went up, but never take a snapshot of when it went down. Wow. That's why I'm always like, I love options. Yep. I love trading. Yes. But let me tell y'all a secret. Mm. There's never anybody. Mm. Anybody, I don't care how great of an investor you are. I don't care how much of a pro you are. Warren, but I don't care who you are. There's nobody that only only makes money and never, ever loses money. Facts, There's facts, never. Facts. So I gave if, if you story. only seeing <laughs> really? stories of people taking screenshots saying, oh, I made this money. Look how much money I made in options today. Yeah. Look how much money I made. My question is, that's great. Do you ever lose? Right, right. And but if they tell you they never lose, number one, mm -hmm. They're lying. They're yeah. lying about Things it. Yeah. come up. It goes up and it goes down. And that's why 
I respect the people mm-hmm. who, when they making money, they talking about it. But also, when they losing money, they talking about it. But they telling you to fight the course. They telling you to go in. Mm-hmm. I don't respect the people that's only telling you about things when it's going up, yeah. and they disappear when it's going down. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they the expert again when it's going when back it's going up. Going back yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Here's my thought with really with stocks. I would love to tell people about things. Now, remember, I, I just talk about what I have. Mm-hmm. But if I tell somebody about a stock, it's one that I'm telling you to hold. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to tell nobody, sell it here, sell it. You know why? Because people don't know ex- exits. They yeah, don't yeah. know a price point to sell it's, it at. It's a hard, they don't know yeah. how to rebuy at this point. So the best thing is to tell somebody something that's really good yeah. that you know. Be like, look, you think Amazon ever is going to close? Yeah. Do you think that Google's ever going to close? Buy it. And then the next question can, would normally can, can be, you, sell it when? Don't sell it. Right. And can you tell us your philosophy around um, doubling down when it's low, right? So, like, let's say, yeah, for I, instance, you buy you buy a stock and you bought it at $50. Right. And then, you know, this stock dips down to 20 Right. Right? Talk, give, give us that philosophy. It, 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 we talked about this earlier, right? Just yeah. for, for, for numbers' sake, right? So, let's say I invest, like, $1.1 million. Yeah. So my million dollars that I have invested in a lot of my different things I'm invested in, so those things I believe in are going down. Mm-hmm. So as they're going down, I'm losing hundreds of thousands of dollars maybe. But mm-hmm. guess what? I'm buying more mm. because I know it's going to come back up. Mm. You know, I know if Amazon and all this and Google and all those that I believe in are all dropping all it is is to shake the scared people from the tree mm. who made so much money in the last three mm. years mm. who couldn't miss. Mm. Everybody, like you didn't have to be a genius right. the last few years. Right. Just buy it and be like, yo, I made this much money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I made a lot of money too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now what society is saying, too much of y'all has made money. Right. And guess what we got to do? Take this money back. Right. We're going to drop these stocks. Interest rates is going to go up. Housing market, everybody made money. Everybody made all this money in the, the cryptos, the NFT. You all made money, mm-hmm. but guess how we're going to take it back? Because mm. y'all don't know exits. Right. Y'all going to get scared and sell it back? Like, mm-hmm. for example, you buy a stock at $100. Mm-hmm. So now you bought it from a, a broker's firm who owns who owns all the shares and sell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. So you're not buying a stock from Amazon. Amazon stock is all owned by one company. Mm-hmm. You bought it for 100. It starts dropping. You go, damn, I want to sell it at 80. Mm-hmm. I, I, get the 80. You sell it. So you lost $20. But now you sold it all. Amazon go back up to 120. You go, mm-hmm. I'm going to rebuy it. Mm-hmm. So now you're rebuying it from the same people who right. <laughs> bought 120. Right. When you should have just kept the stock because right. you knew it was never going right. to close. Right, right, so right. my thing is, even though, for example, I'm buying, I'm losing, I'm buying more. Mm-hmm. I could be down maybe seven hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but guess what? Soon as soon as the they mm, decide, they decide yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's coming back up. Right, that million's gonna be three million. Three, right, right, Because right. you gotta believe in the mm. thing is never going to go away. Let yeah. me tell you, like the this is where knowledge comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where knowledge comes in when it comes to investing in general. And you got to realize the 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 people who make all the money they understand the rule. We we can we can go to options about how you can actually make money, make while, money while the market's yeah. going down and different things like that. And play. but we're not even gonna go there. We're talking about strictly long term long term investing right now, like that anybody can do. Understand that when it comes to long term investing, um, the people with the long term views are rewarded. The people with the short term views are 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 
they're they're destroyed. Mm. And 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 just put it put it like this: the rules in society by the government are built for the rich people to make money off of the mistakes of the short-term investor. Mm. Right. So think about it: the tax code, right? The tax code now is if you buy a stock, and, and even if it makes money, and if you sell that stock before one year is up. Which is they, they they say if you one year longer than a year you probably not think it's short term. Mm. If you sell it, even that gain that you have is going to be taxed at what's called yes, ordinary sir. income tax. Yes, wow, sir. ordinary income tax is your highest tax bracket at the time. Mm. Which means that if you made three hundred four hundred thousand dollars and you in a thirty five percent tax bracket, that gain is going to get taxed at thirty five percent. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whereas a long term gain, which means you held it over a year. It's going to get taxed at capital gain taxes, mm. which could be low as low as 15%. Wait so it's a between minute. 35%. So, <laughs> so I got a $100,000 gain. Right. I don't know the rules. Right. I could pay $35,000 in taxes or I can pay $15,000 in taxes. Wow. Now, another rule that people don't realize, like, at the end of the year, it's like the tax code is built for the people with the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I buy, buy me a stock, and that stock was worth $100,000, and then it loses money, and now I'm down to $50,000, if you know the rules, you can even make that work to your benefit. Mm -hmm. You can sell that stock. This is the only time I would sell a loss. You can sell that stock when it's down, if it's a brokerage account, not Mm -hmm. an IRA, Mm -hmm. and then I can take a $50,000 loss Mm. against that account, and I can go out and offset that and sell something with a $50,000 gain. Now I don't have to pay any taxes on the gain. I wrote off the taxes on the loss. And as long as I buy that again after 30 days, it's called tax loss harvesting. I can buy that stock again and start my capital gain all over again. So either I sold the loss, and now I can write off a certain amount up to $3,000 per year until that's exhausted, or I can offset it with a gain. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? There are rules to this thing that if you don't know, you're going to get destroyed. And what I'm telling people now is, like, how can you how can you work the system and take advantage of it even though the stock market is down? Mm-hmm. Let's say I have an IRA. Uh, an IRA is an individual retirement account. You haven't paid the taxes on it. It's tax deferred, which means that you don't pay taxes on that money until you begin to take the money out. But I put it got into a 401k or an IRA at the time. I started off at I'm just gonna say 100,000 for easy math, but it's down to 50,000 dollars now because I just lost in the market. Of course, I want to keep continue to add to that. But if we're really playing a structure game, people make way more money on the front end on structure than they ever do on return on investment. So write that down. So so here's the thing. I what I could do is I could say, dang, fifty thousand dollars down to fifty thousand dollars. I could be mad about that, or I could say, what can I do? Because mm-hmm. I know that when I sell my hundred thousand dollars, I'm gonna have to pay ordinary income taxes, which could be thirty-five thousand and whatever, or however much it grows to. I can take that fifty thousand dollars and slowly convert that over into a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. I could pay the taxes at a lower tax rate. On a lower amount. Mm-hmm. So now I just paid taxes, let's say, $10,000 mm-hmm. on that $50,000. But now when that market goes back up and I'm adding money to it, that $50,000 now grows back to $100,000. That entire $100,000 is completely tax-free. Mm-hmm. So instead of me paying $35,000 in taxes, I just paid $10,000. And we working mm-hmm. with $100,000. Imagine if you're working with a million. So wow. when you're investing for the long term, don't just think about what investments you're investing in. Mm-hmm. Think about the structure and the tax structure that you're investing in as well, because that's where the real money comes in. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to give them a simple, simple, wow. simple tax play with buying stocks. Mm-hmm. If you sell the stock mm-hmm. and if you lose on the stock, you lost on the stock. Now you're losing. Yeah. And you sell it. 
if you buy back in the same calendar year, you cannot write off that loss on a stock. Mm. What you want to do is sell the stock at the end of the year. Now, buy it again next year because you could write off that loss <laughs> from last year. Mm. If you buy the stock and you lost money on it in that year, and now you go, I want to rebuy it, you can't write off that loss. Wow. Right? Yeah. So now everybody who's been losing on your stocks, I hope you didn't sell it yet. Wait as close as you can, and you sell it this year, buy it back next year, and mm. when you do your taxes, you're going to get the form from, from your brokerage account that shows you you lost money. Wow. Give that to your tax account, and you're going to write off that loss. Mm. But now when you bought it next year, now you're looking for the gain, hopefully. Wow. But if you don't, and you bought it again at the top of the year, still hold it through the entire year mm. and write off the loss. Wow. You can't sell it and buy it and write off that loss in the same calendar. That's Let me powerful. give you one more tax rule yeah, that look. people lose millions mm -hmm. of dollars on every single day. Losing money every day, B. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins is this, B? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> New so, York rubbing off on them, So this is, this is where legacy, like, mm -hmm. like the laws rewards the long-term thinker and a long-term investor. Mm -hmm. I cannot keep, I cannot stop stating that. So I got a stock portfolio. I've been building this up for a while. I got a lot of capital gains on top of that, even though I've held it for a long time. So let's say your parents own it and you want to go out, you want to do something with it. You want to sell all these stocks and say, forget it. I'm just going to pay all the taxes on that money now. And I'm going to go out and do something different with it. What you don't understand is there is laws called step up. Mm. Which means if 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 my mom or whoever it is or I have built my portfolio to a million dollars, I don't care if I started with three hundred thousand and it got a seven hundred thousand dollar gain right now mm -hmm. on it. Which means that if I sell it now, I got to pay tax on seven hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. When I die though, there is a step up in cost basis, which means that entire million dollars is now reset. Where I had to pay, my, um, whoever was left had to pay taxes on none of that million dollars. Mm. They had to pay no taxes on the seven hundred thousand dollar gain. How much money is that saving them? A couple hundred thousand dollars at least, and the cost basis starts over at that one million dollar. Mm. But if you didn't know that, your people—and this happens all the time—your people just pay a couple hundred thousand dollars in taxes that they didn't have to pay if they only knew the rule. Yeah. There's also like stretch IRA rules. Um, that existed. And so there was a rule. I'm saying the government creates these rules that you don't, and they disguise them right. as a positive thing. So there's something that's called required minimum distribution. Yeah, yeah. Which means it used to be when a person turns 70 and a half, that I don't care if you got money in the IRA or 401k, you are forced to start taking money out. And if you don't take that money out, if you don't know the rules and you don't take that money out, they penalize, penalize you 50%. Crazy. 50% of that money is gone because you didn't know the rules and didn't start taking that money out. That's one. So they came and said, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to write in the tax code now. We're going to change the law. Instead of 70 and a half, now it's 72, which means good news is you get to defer that for two more years, which, which is not a good thing because, number one, that's more buildup that they're going to be able to tax you on more because right. you're deferring that money longer. Tax deferral is not a good thing. Mm. Tax freedom is a good thing. Mm. But I'll come back to that. So what they did was they disguised it. Everybody's happy. Oh, 70 and a half, 72. What they didn't tell you in that same law is we're taking away stretch IRAs, mm. which means that when you die, your heirs can no longer take out a smaller amount over their lifetime, which means they're making income, which means they're paying less taxes every year. Because mm. if I got a million dollars, we only got to take out $50,000 a year and pay taxes on the 50000 mm. Well, now they changed the rules that stretch IRAs no longer exist. Every dime of that money 
has to now be out of that portfolio within 10 years. Wow. So if I'm at my highest income earning years and I got a million, I got to take out at least a million dollars within that 10 years at the highest tax bracket, which means more of that money is going to go to the government. So you thought they did you a favor when they looking out by for stretching pockets. out the required minimum distribution. Every law that they make, they're trying to tax poor people, just mm. like the lottery. The lottery is a tax on the poor. Mm. Exactly. It's a tax on poor That's people. When you, when poor people going out buying lottery tickets, they thinking that they trying to hope to make a million dollars. No, they had to find a way to tax poor people, so they mm. created the lottery. Wow. You see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all a game. Like, your 401k that you thinking that everybody's promoting, that's why you got to watch what everybody's promoting. Everybody's promoting this 401k. Like, this is the God's gift to earth. You're going to be able to save for your retirement. You're going to be able to put money in. You're going to be able to defer it. You're going to be able to take it out when you're 65, and you don't have to pay tax until you're 65. I want you to think about how smart that is. I'm going to end right here, but how, how, smart and how, how smart that is for them and how they get you it's a crazy person. So now let's say over time I invested $100,000 in my, in my um, 401k. Mm. Now at the time, you can write off your interest rate on your home. Mm. If you had kids, smaller kids, you get to write them off as dependents, which means that your tax rate probably was 10, 15% because all of the write-offs. So the $100,000, that means I was able to not pay $10,000 or $15,000 at that time. But that $100,000, which I've never paid taxes on it, on the flip side, they're going to say... As it grows to five hundred thousand, a million, or whatever it grows to, as it grows, now you got to pay taxes on all that money. Mm. So I avoided paying ten thousand dollars in taxes. Now my account is a million dollars, and now I got to pay my highest tax bracket on that million dollars. So now I saved ten thousand dollars, but now I have to pay three hundred and fifty thousand dollars down the line on taxes. Can you see how the government was your silent partner all along? Mm. You are the government's invest. They're inve you're investing into the government, mm. and you don't even know it. Yeah. Wow. So if I just paid my $10,000, I, I say it like this. If I had to buy out a partner, mm -hmm. and let's just say we knew we got a million-dollar company. We knew it's about to be a $100 million company. Mm -hmm. But I got a lazy partner that's not doing anything mm -hmm. in the business. Do I want to buy out that lazy partner when it's only at a million and just take my hit now? Mm. Or do I want to wait until it's $100 million and mm -hmm. now I got to split that three ways a hundred million dollars with the partner. Yo, who's the lazy that, partner? No, nah, no, nah, ain't none of us. That's <laughs> why we partners. But, but you my trying whole, to say something, Marv? But my whole one of the three is, partners. Nice one. My people are destroyed because of their lack of knowledge. They yeah. think that everything is about making a rate of return. They think that everything mm, is about having yeah. the highest hot stock, Facts. especially our people. We get we get intrigued by shiny object syndrome. Somebody is coming saying, buy this stock, buy that stock. Mm. When people who with money, they ain't thinking about what stock to buy. They thinking mm. about what long-term strategy am I going to have to pass on this money to the mm. next generation with the least amount of taxes possible, with the yeah. most stable return possible, yeah. and how can I protect my downside protection? Everybody's protecting their downside, protect, mm. downside except you. Mm. Think yeah. about think about the banks. You say, well, the banks ain't really. What do you think they want to see your credit score for? Mm. They're protecting their downside. What right. do you think they want you to pay twenty percent for when you when you buy a house? And if you don't pay that twenty percent, you got to get PMI. You got to get the insurance. Right. They're protecting their downside. Why do you think they want to look at collateral? Mm. They're protecting the downside. Why do you think that they want you to? Provide all your financial documentation. They're protecting their downside. So mm. when you give them money, you got to fill out this 15-page application because they're protecting the downside. But when you buy a stock, you just being frivolous, just buying whatever somebody told you to buy. You ain't thinking about no downside um, stop-loss protection. Mm. You ain't thinking about no 
collateral when you loan your friends or loan somebody some money. You ain't thinking about nothing that's going to protect you. You ain't thinking about how to structure yourself to protect yourself against taxes, mm. how to protect yourself against lawsuits, how to protect yourself with a trust. You're thinking of none of that. You just frivolously investing and then saying that somebody took advantage of you and you lost your money. Mm. You took to advantage paperwork. of yourself. Mm. We need to get our paperwork in order. And a trust is one of the things I was going to get into. Get a trust. Once you have your trust, it helps you with a lot of tax breaks. People need to understand these tools are there. We just need to get a little bit more knowledge on it. Mm. Yeah. Seek the right counsel from the right financial advisor, from yeah. the right accountant, from the right tax preparer, the right CPA. When you start thinking about your taxes, your returns will take care of themselves. Mm. Let me think disclaim about your taxes. It. I want to make sure you heard what Storm said. He didn't say an advisor, a CPA. All advisors and CPAs and accountants are not created equal. equal Notice word. that he said the right advisor. That's a fact. Yeah. I will tell you this from my experience, and I've been a financial advisor, Hall of Fame financial advisor. I've been an advisor for 15 years, mm. trained advisors it. all around the country. I'm speaking to a 1,000 advisors in a couple of weeks here about how to train them on tax planning for financial advisors. Most financial advisors know absolutely nothing when it comes to the tax code. They know absolutely nothing when it comes to investing. They weren't trained on real estate. They weren't trained on depreciation. They weren't trained on cost seg. They wasn't trained on how to actually do tax loss harvesting like we just talked about. They don't know anything about taxes. They don't know how to convert into a Roth IRA. Their idea of being a financial advisor is, let me put you into this stock and follow the company model about where to put your money. Mm. Like, did you know that you can pay double taxation on mutual funds? Did you know that you can lose money on mutual funds mm. in that year and still pay taxes on it? Mm. That's nuts. You know, when they, like, let's just say I got $100,000 and I lost it because the market's $50,000. You can still get a tax bill that you owe taxes on it because when they do their when they do their trades and if they're trading on the inside of that brokerage account, every time they trade, it's capital gains. And it's also when they actually declare their gains and stuff, you're paying taxes on that money. And yet you're surprised that you got a loss. <laughs> and you still and have you to pay, still pay taxes, taxes on the loss. Yeah. You, you got so, to understand these things. You yeah. got to give the, the, to my real estate people, you know about the 1031 exchange where you buy a property, you transfer the taxes over to the next property so you avoid paying capital gains. Each property you buy, each property you sell, if you have the capital, you transfer those taxes over to the next property. Yeah. You keep doing that. Properties, properties, transferring, transferring to 1031s. Here's the luxury thing you need to know that the wealthy people play a very smart game with. Every time you transfer these 1031s over into the next property, you could compile those 1031s into just one large property. You got like what, like 18 months or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, when you sell the property, you have to get it, you have to have a company lined up before you sell it to actually they can now claim those taxes and you have 18 months to find the next property to transfer that into. I think it's 18 months. I think yeah, it's somewhere changing. Around there. Right. 15, but, you, 18. but you don't hold the taxes. Another mm -hmm. company holds that money. And if you don't find a property, they would pay the taxes for you. But where I'm going with this is that the wealthy does is transfer all of these capital gains, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, over and over and over. But the day they die, the taxes die with them. Mm. The family never have to pay those taxes. Wow. You, you, yeah. you wow. see how large yeah. that is with yeah. capital gain? And and, and it, it, it all goes back to rules and laws, right? Like how we started when we talk about redlining, we talk about GI bills, we mm -hmm. talk about all of these government-sanctioned things that were wrong but legal. It's not just the redlining, though. Right. It's also the knowledge that 
intentionally was kept away from mm, us. Yeah, so like yeah, 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 That's, that's the real line. Yeah. This, this information is not new information. Right. This is information that when you when you go to the places that, like, as an advisor where I'm learning about these things and then when I'm getting into the rooms, like, that's being, that's being, that's still being redlined today. Mm. Yeah. Let me tell you this. I go into that's these heavy. rooms. Yeah. I go into these rooms and I'm around hundreds of people. And when I say hundreds of people, I'm talking about advisors, people, investors, people learning about this. Not just in St. Louis, yeah. Not just in rural areas, but I'm at a, a, a I'm at a place in Atlanta, mm. in a city of Atlanta. That's majority black. That's city. majority black. <laughs> and I go into these rooms, and I'm the only black person. Wow. Chocolate city. Like, wow. Real estate. You would say if black people doing anything, we doing real estate, right. right? You go into these rooms where they talking about real estate rules, mm. and there's no black people. Wow. Yeah. Like on what a high is, level. On a right. high level. That's right. what, it is. what is going on? Yeah. There's there's certain information they would give you crumbs on a lower level, but yeah. we're talking about that higher level information. Like I had somebody I was talking to today, and they said, because they are internet marketer, and they was like, I just don't understand. Why would I do real estate? Why would I do any of that? I'm making all of this money right now online. I'm making all of this money right now. It's stupid for me to go out and, and do and do real estate. I see Storm smiling. I'm gonna let you attack. That. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that. that. I've heard that. He said. He said. He said it's stupid for me to do. I said, what you don't understand is, number one, this internet money is great, and I'm making a lot of it right now. We all are making a lot of internet money right yeah. now. But number one, things change so quickly and yep. so swiftly, yep. we don't know how long that's going to be around. Sure. That's number yep. one. Yep. We know real estate's going to be around. Forever. We know the physical asset's going to be around. Forever. And, and let me tell you this. Let's just say the internet money never goes away, yep. and it's always here. Wealthy, so wealthy people understand, even entrepreneurs who are making millions and billions of dollars, that real estate is still a place that you want to go with a portion of your money. Because yeah. what you don't understand is the real estate is is what allows you to structure to depreciate and minimize your taxation Bingo. to hide some of the money right. that you're that's making what the, that's from. What they do legally. Go, go ahead, Storm. I, I got to have you expand on legally, this. Legally. You see all these apartment buildings go up. Yep. You see all. You be like, oh, this. Building is 80% sold, but there's nobody living there. Yeah. It's a haven for wealthy people to hide their money in these buildings. And they're writing it off. Whoa. You think when you hear about all United States is one country where people from all over the world could come here and buy real estate. Mm. You think you hear about all these people buying a $50 million condo in downtown Brooklyn or Manhattan, $120 million condo and this and that. I love it. But you know what they love about it? The write-off. The write-off. They're hiding that money. Mm. All they need is a holding company, a shell company, the right LLC, and it's like it disappeared into mm. darkness. Mm. That money cannot be accounted for. Wow. And, and we look at it like, oh, well, I don't have an, a, enough money to do those kind of things. Yes, you do mm. on a smaller level. Yeah. Get your LLCs up, yeah. write off the depreciation, and always realize that people need housing. You can people always will pay rent. You can yeah. always do it. It's like Opportunity Zones yes. came oh out. We know God. about the Opportunity Sheesh. Zones that came yes. out. It was like everybody, oh, it's a big benefit to our community. Was it? I mean, kind of. No, it was a big benefit to the people who who made the rules and to knew that they were exactly. going to be able to go out and buy up these. These black, these black neighborhoods, right. or these uh, at, at pennies on a dollar, and, and be able to call it opportunity zone and call it opportunity. Opportunity for who? For right. who though? And, and and put you know because what 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 were the percentages? Right, opportunity zones. You had to have somebody on it that was a minority, but it mm -hmm. was it, they didn't. But the minority didn't have to be the majority of the ownership. Yeah. 
So you got that Catch token that. person that's like 1%. Right. Like, if it's a real opportunity, let me have the opportunity to buy it first exactly. in my neighborhood. Exactly. In my na- that's, that's the yeah, opportunity. That's exactly. Go door to door and make sure we can own this thing first. And, yeah. s- and don't let um, other forces or other people that's not from the area buy in the area. If you right. want to give me an opportunity right. to own my area, right. look into that. But uh, what I wanted thing. to uh, also re- revisit was it was Robert Moses, for those of you, New York City uh, infrastructure developer. The movie mm. I think was called. No, not think. I'm gonna actually look that up. Let me make sure. Motherless Brooklyn mm. showed the power that he had wow. more than the mayors and the governors that. to actually transform how the city looked, how the Bronx looks, wow. how he cut off uh, the pipeline of money that was able to cut and how he was able to reroute. And now you have the ports, like these these certain things that they created in place. Man, incredible, incredible movies. And when you gain this kind of knowledge. Um, I've seen, you know, firsthand redlining in my household with my daddy. I know how I feel about that stuff. So we're understanding the power of not being able to buy. Mm. And with the redlining, not being able to get bank loans, not yeah. being able to buy, yeah. not being able to uh, get a, a certain insurance where even if you wanted to have a store business and rent, you still wasn't able to get insurance for the business, mm-hmm. like you were cut out on all facets and avenues with the red line. But the owner of our brownstone happens to be a Jewish gentleman. And we like probably saw him one time, but he had a, a, a older black gentleman that was collecting the rent mm. and he never did anything, you know? So that power of the red lining, even though, um, you know, the, the Fair Housing Act w- was signed into play in 1968. Mm-hmm. I think it was 68, right? Um, 68, 65. But the point being that even when they signed that into play, there was another bill that they enacted in 1855 mm. that supposedly stopped it. But guess what? It wasn't a federal bill. Wow. It was mm. only dictated for each uh, for, uh, for each state mm. to say if they agreed with the court. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it shows you that just because a law has passed, mm-hmm. Each state still could dictate how they feel about the law, and that's happening now wow. with Roe versus Wade. Mm. That thing now where they're trying to make it something on the federal where every state now has to follow that mandate. Mm. We have to really take advantage of the opportunity that's presented in front of you and, yeah. and going into something Marv said about the gentleman who was creating all this wealth on the internet and online. Anytime you worry about how much money you can make and it's like, I don't have to worry about nothing else, that's self-wealth. I always call it self-wealth, mm. right? And that's just the importance of thinking beyond self-wealth. Right. When you start thinking about how can this wealth last beyond the length of my life? Yeah. Because we don't know how long we're going to live. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. You can have all this money right now, but then you're not here. And then guess what? That goes into probate court. And and, and the funny thing about it, so to that point, because that's actually a selfish, selfish statement, right? Because all this money that you're making from the internet, okay, great. But like you said, life could happen, like life could be like gone that. tomorrow. Now this money is gone, right? Like I just I just saw it just happened to me. My Instagram was shut down right, for shut two, down. three weeks. Right. 
So think about this, right? So so they so so I saw saw someone on CNN that says Wall Street is buying up family uh single family homes because the rent checks are too juicy to ignore. Of course. So think they about know this. how we was getting bread. Right. And so now you you know, Wall Street is seeing all these single family homes, right? As the property values go up or down, it doesn't matter because so with inflation, rent, rent just keeps going up and up and up. So now you got this internet money, this internet money's coming in, coming in. If you took that internet money and invested it in real estate, now rent is always going to, people always need a place to live. I don't care what color you are, I don't care where you are, people always need a place to live. Yes. And then now that's something that you could pass down yep. to your family. You can't pass down your internet fame. You can't pass down You can't a pass a, ver a verified check. <laughs> no, man, it has, it has to be bigger than what you actually see for yourself. Yeah. And eventually, and eventually, like for us, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that we have to keep talking about. Yeah. But for other people, it's something that comes natural to them. Like, to make sure you have a policy for your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather. Like, these are things that they put in place automatically because they know it creates wealth. Yeah. You know, we, we say, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a life insurance policy for my mother. Oh, why are you doing that? I'm going to get a policy for my uncle or my brothers, my sister who don't have policy. Well, you want them to die so you could get rich? Like, what are you thinking like that for? Well, yeah. it's, it's the... It's the it's, it's that scarcity it's mentality, and it's that, and it's that, it's it's everything is about mindset. Yeah, every single thing is about mindset, and I understand that a, a lot of us, especially, we're behind the eight ball when it comes to developing the mindset. Why? Because you develop the mindset by being in a room with like-minded people. Facts. If we're not in the room, facts. How can we develop the mindset that and, and that, got, that was caused from being in the room? One of the, and. And, like, right now, this is what shout-out to P2P, what we're doing for Power mm -hmm. to Prosperity. Like, we said, look, a lot of people won't be in those rooms. Yep. They're going to be in their corporate rooms talking about their corporate stuff when yep. they got a job. But they're not going to be in these investment rooms. So we went out and we said we need to create our own exactly. room to allow yep. people to come and, to and, the room. And we got to stay in the rooms, right? So here's the other thing that, that we do, uh, meaning as a culture— is that we get in these rooms, and once we get in these rooms, uh, we get uh, we get enough information that we say we don't need the room no more. When if we just saw yeah. redlining, now you got tax codes. Like these rooms are like 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 when the rules start to um, that's selfish, right? But but and, and as the rules start to be in your favor. Yeah. Then the people who make the rules change the rules. But if you ain't in the room to know that You'll the rules are changed, you ain't gonna know. Change. Not only that, let me take it one step further. And let's do let's, like, let, let, let's, let's do our gems though too. Hold on, we we got, we, let me just take this one step further. Yeah, yeah. Then we got to do it. It's it's that about staying in the rooms, right? Yeah. But it's like in life we have to get to the point where we thinking about giving more than we thinking about taking. Mm, yeah. Like we've gotten to the point where we like we want to we'll get into the rooms ourselves, but we don't want to tell nobody because we want to take all the information mm. so that we can know people so they can think we're smarter. So then the next generation of people who come into the rooms, the one who know the information, now they left because they got all they need. Mm. Stay in the room. Facts. You might learn something Ooh, else, a, but more importantly, good. invest a year of your time saying, let me give back to the people, the next group of people in the room. Let me give back what I learned and what I know because yeah. it was given to me. Yeah. yeah you, you know what? what when somebody says, oh, I don't want to do this because it's going to take me three years or five years to get to this point. Yeah. And I always tell them, well, you're going to be living anyway, mm -hmm. hopefully. In God's will. Like, in God's will. Inshallah. Like, you say, I don't want to put this because it's going to take five years for it to happen. 
what difference will you be doing? The same yeah. thing you're doing now in right. five years, where at least yep. you can but, have a projection to do better? We yeah. gotta, do we got to cut this episode yeah. off? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Pro- Path to prosperity, Jeff. I mean, I don't know. Can we get five, ten more minutes on this episode? We the bosses. Let's keep going. We own the show. Nah, bro, let's talk about this. This is important, bro. We got the PJ. Hey, what y'all think? Y'all want to hear some more information? All right, they want to hear some more information. They just said they want to hear. Type yes in the chat. You want to hear some more information? I don't no. see yes in the chat so, in my phone. This, this, this is what's going what's gonna, to what's gonna overcome the whole uh, history of the red line and history of uh, oh, gerrymandering and all of that. We have to be financially free. We have to mm. become financially see, independent. Topic, and man, we got to understand what that actually that means. Next episode, man. Because... because we're gonna to do a whole episode, but yeah. you gotta get you gotta get a little taste. Yeah. We gotta understand what that actually means because financially free does not mean retirement. Oh, we gotta say that. Re- we gotta retire the word retirement. Facts. It we doesn't will exist. Never have ultimate power. Never. We will just have more options. Mm. Wealth, wealthy individuals don't think retirement. Do you think Bill Gates? Do you think he could have retired a, a long time ago? Yeah. He's still going. You think um, Warren Buffett? He could have retired, yeah. but. The only people who think about the word retirement is people who hate their hate their jobs. Mm, like we got to get to the point where we're saying we want to be financially free, which means that we need to make more income passive. And I don't want you to sleep on that word passive. Passive, there's no such thing of truly passive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. either more passive or a lot less passive. Mm-hmm. You're putting in some kind of effort and work. We want to put in the least amount of effort possible. Mm-hmm. Hard work doesn't matter because of, if, in that case, coal miners will be the richest facts, people that's a fact. on the planet, right? Yeah, so yeah. we got to figure out how do we take our lifestyle income, whatever we want that to be, whether it's 5000 whether it's ten, fifteen thousand, 15000 how do we end up making more passive income from what we're doing on our entrepreneur or our investment income that's making more than our lifestyle so now we're free to go out and still, still do something to make more money. Now we can take those assets to produce more assets because we got the freedom to do that, mm. to think about our family and the next generation and mm. getting trust and getting life insurance mm. and getting all the things that's going to truly make us be in a position where we change the world. Mm. There we go. Mike Drop. Mike Drop. Let's hey, go. Is that, the, is that the path to prosperity, Jim? We going to end right there? No, no, we got to oh, give a gym. gym. Let's give right, a gym. You go first, Jim. Why you put it on me first? Because you, you, you always cause go last. You say you always go last. Yeah, yeah I love to go last. Oh, now you love to go last. If Yo, I go check. first, 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 first he was complaining about look, going look, look, last. Look, now he's secretly love to go last. Look, watch the last episode. He was like, "Yo, why always go last?" And now you want. Now you don't want to go last. I bet I go first. All right, look. You just be trying to buy time, B. You trying to buy time? Let's go. So for me, investing is like a song. That when somebody starts singing it, even though you don't know the words, you'll start humming along because it's in your nature. Mm. That's mine. Now you got to go deeper than that. That's that same. I, mean, I, I, I felt like doing. that was short. I felt like I was oh, still oh, waiting no, on more. Oh, I, I could go deeper, but no, that's good. Investing is a song that once it's heard, right, you so, might not know the words, but you'll hum along and you'll start investing. Okay. You'll figure right, it so out. Here's, here's, here's my gem of the day. Yo, Cassie's Bar should have been a rapper. Cassie's uh-huh. Bars. Cassie's Bars. So Moses parted the Red Sea. Oh. Robert Moses parted, parted Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Hey! Uh, <laughs> no, that, was, that, was, that was good. That was good. That's a bar. That's a bar. I need give you that. And so you, if you want to be part of the American dream, you need to part 
with investments. Part away from that scarcity mindset. Part away from the scarcity mindset. Part, part away from abundance. So, part away from thinking <laughs> that you can't all right, all right. have it all. all right. Turn this mic right. Turn this mic right, off. So, 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 <laughs> so, 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 so my advice is to, I'm going to give you a little technical advice. Just don't follow the crowd. Mm. I know we say that all the time. Yeah. But by the time that everybody's on TV talking about it, by the time all the social media people is on the internet now talking about it, it's probably already too late right now. Wait until nobody's talking about it. So right mm. now we said nobody's talking about it. All of the gurus went away. That might be the time to mm. buy it. When the there gurus run away, it's mm. time for you to play. When nice. they come Ooh, back, it might bar. be time for you to oh, go away. That's a bar. Oh, that's a, a bar. When the gurus, we say that again. When the gurus run away, it's time to play. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the gurus run away, um, that's your time to play. Let's go. When Here they come back. You better go ahead and get off track. Hey, there's only hey, bars, hey, bars. Let's go. Yeah, we All go. right, end of the show. No, no, you don't go again. No, I'm good. Wednesday. I'm good. I'm good. Yo, make sure you check us out every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Share this with some All people. Of All of that. All of that. The Path to Prosperity podcast. We help you make, manage, multiply your money. We are the trifecta. We'll see you next time. Same time, same place. And remember... Always, Always seek, seek knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> I right, y'all, peace. peace.